Welcome to another episode of Behind the Studs, your home improvement and remodeling podcast, where the two most entertaining guys discuss the do's and don'ts in home construction and in the remodeling industry. Remember that you can nail it, paint it, or just tune into the show. How about that? Uh, here are your hosts, Colin Shaw and Jimmy Driscoll. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Behind the Studs. Hello, Mr. Jimmy. Hello, Mr. Mr. Colin, yeah, Mr. still, still the same guy that you've been doing this with for the last couple of years. I didn't have All a, right. I didn't. No, I just thought I was going to call you Mr. C or Mr. Colin or whatever. Oh, Mr. C, I like that. All right, listen, I got to tell you this really quick. Okay. Because the people are going to want to know. I have another Bob McDonough story. Oh no, Bobby. Oh, Bob, yeah, Bobby's poor guy. So Bobby McDonough, who you know we've had on the show, my neighbor, who's mm-hmm. just a, he's just a whimsical, clumsy guy with his lawnmower. <laughs> well, guess what? <laughs> he bought it. Here we go. He oh, bought no. a power generator. Okay. And just in time, just before the storm, mm. got it all set up. And a tree came down, so I had to take him get gas. He got gas, got it all gassed up. I go back to the house. I'm making breakfast. I hear a knock on the door, and there's Bobby. <laughs> hey, uh, you got any 10W40 oil? And I'm like, <laughs> dude, it's a brand new, it's a brand new generator. Yeah. Why do you need oil? He goes, Well, typical story you're gonna put on the freaking show. I said, What happened? He goes, well, I had the generator running, and I decided to check the, check the oil. Oh, it took no. the cap off. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oil goes shooting across. Oh, it goes man. shooting across the freaking room. Wow. It's the, it's the, it's the side of his house. <laughs> and I'm like, Bobby, only you. He goes, I know, I know, I know. And I said, Bobby, you never do that again, will you? Yeah. Right? So anyway, I, I had some 10 to 40. He had some. Nice. So anyway, he goes back. He goes, Jimmy, I got a great idea. He goes, I'm going to have my own podcast. <laughs> And I'm, it's going to be about do-it-yourselfers, what not to do. And I'm because here it is. The name of the show is Behind the Stugats. <laughs> nice. nice. Oh, my God. I go, I said, Bobby, I'm using it today when I yep, see everybody. Absolutely. All absolutely. Right. All right. So, well, Bobby, you never, you never fail to disappoint. That's right. So, At least yep. you're consistent, my brother. <laughs> we appreciate that. Yeah. So, hey, listen, we got some guests with us this week. I know. Week. Thank God. Yes. People get tired of listening to just you and me. So I know, it's right? Good to have Jabba somebody Wabba. else on here, right? I got you. So we want to welcome Rachel and Hal Kench, and they're from Li Glampers. Hey guys, how are you? Hey, we're hey, great. How, how are you? How are you going? How are you guys? Uh, we're doing awesome. well, thank you. Thank you very much for joining us this week. We appreciate that. Did you Thanks get hit with the storm at all? Yeah, you guys must have gotten hit with the storm, right? We got a lot of trees down in the yard. Yeah, a lot of people yeah. lost power. The um, a big tree just actually just missed our forty-five foot toy haul, like our own personal camper. Oh, which, wow. Which is insured very well, so I'm not sure if I would have been happier if the tree would have hit it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I get you. I get you. <laughs> well, we're out of power all around except for right here, I think. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Everything is out. Yeah, my well, house is out. The way to make sure that never happens is have five generators in your garage like I do, and you'll never lose power again. There you go. Yep. <laughs> I remember back with the last hurricane that we got, so many people were out there buying generators, and you know, all these guys were just so busy, couldn't get – keep up getting them all generators and then it was like three or four years later and they're like yep so i haven't used it <laughs> so still, still yeah, has a lot of gas well i was happy to have one at my house so yeah me too yeah yep it's a nice thing to have yep sure so tell us a little bit about you guys where are yeah. you guys uh, located uh we're down on the south shore of long island out by the you know the fancy hamptons that's nice. uh, most of our our business is based in the hamptons oh, okay that's great. Yeah. Most, most of the campers that we rent uh, go right onto the beach in Southampton. So that's primarily where we work. We do a couple of other beaches out here, but the, that's like the big one. It's called Shinnecock East. Um, okay. It's right on the Atlantic Ocean. So you literally pull the camper right onto the sand and wake up in the morning and the ocean is like, well, yesterday the ocean was about 10 feet away, which wasn't so good. Right. But um, right. normally yeah. it's maybe more like 100 feet or 50 feet away. Okay. Uh, so it's like real beach living, beachfront property. It's amazing. It's beautiful. Without the $10 million price tag. I got gotcha. yeah. so yeah, you. I've never, have, have you ever seen a camper like on the beach? Never. I've, ever. I've never seen it. We, I guess we don't do it around here. I never but had yeah, guys, moved here. Again, like I, I really? state, we don't do that. We okay. camp in the woods. We came down right. here and uh, we did, a, we did a, 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 a day out on the beach when we were dating and I yeah. saw all these campers lined up and I thought, oh, I need to get a camper. Right, right. What a great spot to just be able to put it, it in. You know what? Maybe, nope, never heard of that one. Now, do they give you a certain amount of uh, footage that you're yeah, allowed to put the camper into? Yeah, there's a little post in the ground. I think, what okay. are they, like 
50, you got like 50 feet by 50 feet wide by 100 or whatever deep the beaches at that point. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. You could also a lot of camp truck out for the day. If you didn't want to camp, that's called like oh. day tripping. So you have to air your tires down and you could just like go out there and hang out with your beach chairs and your truck. And like, so a lot of people do that. I think that's how you started. Yeah. And a lot of people have the truck, the truck camper, like the camper in the back of the pickup truck. Mm -hmm. So they can go out for the day without a reservation. They can kind of like be a squatter until someone tells them to leave. So that's, <laughs> nice. that's you know, that if I was nice. going to do it all over again, that's what I would do. Yeah. <laughs> that's nice. And the fishing yeah. out there is great too. So people like to go out there and uh, camp and fish all day and the kids surf and swim. It's yeah. amazing. It's beautiful. It's Bonfires a, up and down the beach all night. It's I mean, the it's cheapest really beach great. house you're ever going to find or the only one that we could ever afford. Yeah. Right, right, right. I hear you. So you basically make, you make the trailers, you make like a beach house camper. Is that what you do? Or? Right. So we usually yeah. buy old, you know, kind of beat up units because again, uh -huh. like if you buy a brand new one, there's companies out there that buy brand new ones. And yeah. when I see that, I just think like, all right, well, you, you're, you're not making any money on this thing for like three years. You're going to have to pay this right. thing off. Right. So right. we, we buy the old ones and, you know, with Rachel's vision and, and my, you know, skills at looking up how to do things on YouTube, <laughs> we're actually able to fix them up and make them look semi-decent and, uh, and they all get a theme. I'm a shop teacher by trade, but you know, they don't teach you how to revamp campers in, in uh, you know, industrial arts class. Yeah, no, I don't think so. That's a trait in itself. Yeah. That husband and wife can work on a camper together. Yeah. With her vision. And he's and he's the man who's he, you're the mule to get it done. Yeah. <laughs> and she can right, say listen, it's, the mule duties are 50 50. Uh, Rachel's. Oh, thank you. You're the most nice? mule I've ever seen. Look at that. <laughs> I would definitely take a lot more time off and not do work, but I can't mm -hmm. with her. Because she's out there doing all the work, and I can't let her just watch it. And usually, we have a lot of fun doing it. We usually, do. Usually, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, we work yeah. together. You know, it's funny because some of our friends are like, oh, "I can't believe you guys work together," and then you go away on trips together. And it's now like, you're running a business together because we teach together too. We're both teachers, and we commute to work together. And people are like, "Oh, really? Okay." They're like, "That's crazy. How do you do that?" And I'm always like, "I don't know. I, that's why I married him because I like to be with him." Yeah, I mean, yeah. we get this to this all day. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> You know, we, we like being with our wonderful. wives, right? Yeah, but too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all right. That wasn't it, emphatic. Or, <laughs> I love her. I love her dearly. But listen, yeah. okay, we can camper together. Okay, right. But going across country, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I we need just I, we need our space. I'm so glad that you guys get along so well, and you guys can do that and everything else. I get along with mine really, really good too. Not a problem. But I'm just like, wow. I mean. I think you guys are blessed, to be honest with you, because a lot of people that I know, excluding Colin right. and myself, there's just guys who are, are you kidding me? There's no way. No, no. no. <laughs> Listen, a couple no. of cocktails always helps. Yeah. That's, there oh, you yeah. go. There you go. Now yeah. you're talking my language. But it is fantastic, though, that you guys can do that. Yeah. And, you know, you guys bounce off of each other and get that done. That is That truly is a gift. So my hat's it off is. to you both. And you guys are teachers. So uh, yeah. how, did, how did this last semester oh. go for you, huh? Oh, good lord! Oh, oh, what a I don't know. How you... It was like the Twilight Zone. Uh, yeah, my, my... real, what was not. Yeah, yeah. my wife's a teacher, so probably yeah. you guys are too. Just, I mean, I get it. We were trying to throw plans together at the last minute, and it was like day to day right. uncertainty. And are we going back in two weeks? Are we staying home? And then it's like, oh, we're staying home until May, and we're staying home. And I mean, we don't know if we're going back now in September. Right. Um, I mean, my well. My personal feeling is that this should have been ironed out months ago. I don't understand why we're scrambling now in August to figure out what we're supposed to do in three weeks. It's yes. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's stressful for a lot of um, parents and I mean, sure. maybe for the kids, uh, yeah, a little bit for the kids. Some kids don't want to go back anyway, so they don't probably care. Um, right. But right. It's, it's, the uncertainty bothers me. Like, that's not my personality. I, I just want to know what we're doing. Just tell me what we're doing so we can start planning, you know? Right, right, right. And we haven't heard yet in New York. We're waiting for the state to make a decision. So it's supposed to be this week. Yeah, I mean, I'm well, in, we're in Connecticut, and they've they've kind of re, you know released a little program that they want to do, but it's more like a hybrid type thing, you know. And it's like, yeah. you know, some for for kindergarten, it's different than first grade, than for the third graders, and it's just like you know, you just kind of need like a spreadsheet yeah. just to lay it all yeah, out. Again, just, all that should have been out so long ago. Right, right, right. right. I don't know why everyone's waiting. I don't want. Yeah, I don't know. Well, can, well, you, can you homeschool in a camper? 
I mean, if it gets to that point, you could you know listen, I mean? there's people out there that do it. They have all the websites and everything else to do it. But yeah, you know, the only drawback to homeschooling your kids is you're with your kids all day. Right. <laughs> yes. Ah, <laughs> I can be with my wife. Yeah. Yeah. My kids. kids are a little bit of a, you know, sometimes I, uh, uh, mm-hmm. one of my, uh, one of my fellow teachers in the shop who just retired, he said to me one year, uh, he said, listen, this job is the best job in the world. The only problem with this job is there's kids involved. <laughs> well, nice. So tell me, how do you, since you guys, you know, it's the it's the meeting of the minds, and you guys work well together. How do you renovate a camper? How do you do it? Do you strip it all out and start from ground zero, or do you see a camper? You open it up and go, oh, I see it like this. I see hardwood. I well, see marble. Wow. I I feel like first of all, it depends on how bad a shape it's in. Right. Some mm-hmm. of them, like the one we just did, we had to rip the entire floor up like it was rotted, wet, disgusting. Like there was a lot of water damage. Yeah. Some of them we get and it's really just like Cosmetics. cosmetic fixes. OK. Uh, in terms of the themes, the the one we just did, Satine, we actually had a little socially distanced family party here, like 10 people. And um, we were, you know drinking. Yeah. And I said to everyone, I said to <laughs> everyone in the family, we'll go around to the back deck and everyone all can have an idea. And whatever one we all decide is the best is what we're going to do. That's and my a great sister idea. came up with, uh, she's like, how about like a Paris theme? How about like the Moulin Rouge and like all black and red and silver and like chandeliers, like over the top crazy. Um, so she won. Another time really? we had a contest, um, we had clients like vote on Instagram for different mm-hmm. themes. And so yep. one of our clients picked the hippie one, the groovy Susie. I've seen that one. Um, yep. Very cool. Sarabi, yeah. who is the African safari, we were in Africa with our kids, again, having cocktails. And I was like, oh, when we get home, we should totally make it like a zebra camper and have it all like with pictures from our safari in it. So I don't know. I guess creativity and beer. Yeah. Well, it all starts yeah. with finding out, like, you know, like, like Rachel touched on already, what kind of shape it's in. So anybody that's going to buy a camper, I always tell them, like, don't don't get burned like I have. Like, I, I'll te- I'm, I'm more than happy to tell people how to get a good camper, even clients that rent them because they want to rent one now to see if they want to buy one later. Yeah. So I say, listen, get up on the roof first thing and we'll walk every square inch of the roof. Cause if the roof is bad, which usually that's the first thing to go, yeah. they get a small hole in the roof. Now the roof gets wet, it gets soggy. It's just like OSB up there. So once that stuff gets wet, you know, it's ridiculous. Okay. If the roof is wet, forget it, walk away. Yeah. Because now if the roof's wet, I travel down the wall. The floor is going to mm-hmm. be soft. Mold. And then you just get into these, you, you know. the black mold everywhere. We, it's disgusting. Our latest one we got for free. And again, it was well worth it because we got it for free. But let me tell you, to take a floor out of one of these things, and these ultralight units have no floor joists. It's just two-inch foam sandwiched between quarter-inch plywood. So yeah, there's some creative engineering going on when I'm trying to rebuild the floor in these things. Wow. Uh, so water damage is the main thing. And then... Uh, you know, then you just go with whatever you want. We've always said, like, hey, I would love to get one that's total junk so we can, like, just rip it down to nothing and, yeah. and create yeah. our, our, you know, our own from, from the bottom up. We call it our green machine. We want to make, like, no fridge. It's just yeah. kind of like a big Yeti all cooler. Solar, all cool. yeah. solar, solar no water. Cooking. And oh, every cool. time we get one that I think is going to be that one, I'm like, yeah, yeah but if I just do this, we can, <laughs> we can, flip it for we a can have this on the market in four yeah. weeks getting making money. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, let yeah. me ask you a question. Buy something I, that, like maybe just the trailer. Yeah, like oh, kind of like a tiny house. And then yeah, right. That would be well, amazing. Yeah. We could do that. Can yeah. you? So basically, can you just like you? You bought a piece of crap. Basically, it was it was going to be junked. You've got the frame. You've got the metal framing, and you've got the wiring. May need a little wiring to do on it. You could you could really you could build something off of that. You can make something beautiful. But right, that, yeah. that's gonna be that's gonna be very expensive though, isn't it? All the material that you yeah, need. Yeah, it's that stuff adds up. I mean, these like sure. the fridge alone. We bought our second unit for fifteen hundred dollars and needed a ton of work. We were so excited. And and the guy said, <laughs> oh, it has a it had like a dorm fridge in it, like an electric fridge. But yeah. Ninety nine percent of our clients are camping on the beach where there's no electricity, so you need the propane fridge. So I thought, oh, Gary, no problem. I'll just I'll grab a propane fridge and throw it in. Well, let me tell you what. Propane fridges are like eighteen hundred bucks. Yeah, so they I are. Bought this fifteen hundred dollar camper, and then I had to buy an eighteen hundred dollar fridge to put in it. Oh, so that's when I yeah. learned about fridges. <laughs> wow. <laughs> still okay. So I was like, this camper is so cheap. We're gonna make so much money off it, and within like yeah. two months, we were already like, I don't even right. know, four right. four thousand dollars. Like, oh no. How long does it take you to renovate a, a 
camper. Let's say, let's say you 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 brought it right down to the bare bones, the metal framing, studs if there's any. I don't even know how they're framed out. Yeah, I, I have no, no idea. idea. I have no, Some I'm, of them are I'm metal studs. A lot of them, the older ones okay. are wood though. A lot, yeah. Um, yeah. We've we've yet to rip one completely down like that. Um, but our quickest flip so far was what, like 28 days? I think 28 days. And and we were hauling. Wow. We were working every day after work. Yeah, and that was before COVID. So we were both still teaching, like actually, you know, in a classroom full time. Right. right. So right. we would literally come home from work at like three, feed the kids, or maybe we didn't feed the kids. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> and we would be out there until like midnight. And then have to get up at five and go teach. There's a lot of movie days that month, I think. Well, because what happened, someone (laughs) called us and they needed a camper and we didn't have one to offer except the one we were working on. So, of course, I took a deposit and said, okay, yeah, we'll have it ready for that date. And then it turned into, okay, we got to hustle. And that was Sarabi. That was the zebra one. So I wanted to just do the exterior all white and then just buy some, like, you know, uh, zebra stickers or tape or something and just kind of do like a zebra border. But how no. Hench oh, no. saw the, what, what is it, the Ted Nugent? I had the vision. I saw Ted Nugent's Bronco painted and, like a Z. And he shows yep, me a picture. Yep. He's like, we're going to do this. I said, we're going we're gonna to do this? I'm like, when? <laughs> oh, we had a projector. We were out there with, with stripes on the projector really late at night with mosquitoes wow. and painting it. And yeah. But now she's was, like, wow. people love it. She is. She's yeah. a cool camper. She's super cool to look at. But oh, my goodness, that, that was not fun. Yeah, wow. I was just going to ask you, where did you get the print for that? And you just answered the question. You painted it. You painted it. Yeah, painted we painted it. We, I think we found like an image on Google or something yeah. and screen captured it and then, you know, did a projector in the yard late at night and put it up and traced it all out with a pencil and then came out and painted it the next day. It was horrible. It was is one he, of the experiences he, of my life. Yeah. Oh, geez. Is the exterior of the campers mostly fiberglass or are they metal, sheet metal? Either uh, there's both. There's uh, if they're flat, they're fiberglass, which is way easier I to paint. I think we only have two fiberglass. Yeah, because then you can the just roll the metal. paint on yeah. with a roller. But most of ours are the corrugated um, aluminum. So it's like uh, which, okay. Which you can't roll, and it just takes forever to paint. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Interesting. So that's that's the do's and the don'ts. Basically, what are your do's and don'ts about making it, uh, getting a camper? Listen, if, make sure it doesn't have a rotten roof or a rotten floor. Right, mm-hmm. right. And preferably, you know, never buy one this winterized because, of course, they say, oh, everything worked when I winterized it and put it away. But mm-hmm. don't, don't. And then you get it home and yeah. spring comes and nothing works. Pop. The pipes are pop, leaking. Pop, pop. And right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely get up on the roof. I feel like that's the biggest thing. If you get inside and it, it smells wet and damp and you see, like, black mold, Walk away. Walls, yeah. like, walk, walk yeah. away. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Walk I open away. up the cabinets. I like, I, I, you know, tap the walls everywhere, even yes. inside the cabinets. Right. Cause sometimes you check the roof, it looks good. And then you go inside and you'll press on a wall somewhere and it'll feel mm-hmm. like a sponge. So even though uh-huh. the roof is okay, clearly water's getting in somewhere. So it's like, right. that's yeah. a big no no. What's the material right. inside the walls of a camper? What is it? Uh, there's a little bit of insulation in there. And Very it's, cool. it's usually, it's like two by, it's like two by two. I'm not even going to call them furring strips because that would give it too much credit. It's they're nothing. They're garbage. Yeah. <laughs> people right. always ask because they say, "What's the best camper to buy?" Because we have a really our own personal is this really fantastic like 45 foot two bedroom two bathroom you know uh, three queen bed monster right three wow. axes. It's it's huge. Yeah. So and it's a really good one. And people say, "Oh, what's the best one?" Is like that the best one? And I say, "Listen, they're all garbage." I say they're all yeah. held together with staples and glue. And yep. when you bring it home from Ohio, because everyone here goes to Ohio to buy them because it's cheaper. When okay. you get across the Cross Bronx Expressway, which is nothing but potholes, because you just have a hammer <laughs> ready to put all your molding back up oh, when you get home. All the molding pops out every time uh, you get home. It's all stapled no in. Kidding. Uh, yeah. our, our, so biggest, funny. our biggest mistake is when we were on the road, when we did that like 9,000 mile road trip over the summer. Yeah. We yeah. stopped at um, the factory that built our camper. Yeah. yeah I, wanted cool. to, I wanted to see like, hey, let me see like where our baby came from, how they make it. <laughs> oh, let me tell you what. I, I didn't want to. If I didn't go. Because you go and you yeah. see these guys, they, they run 100 staples in hoping that, you know, 10 of them catch. And they're just, the, they're just pushing them through and churning them. I was like, oh, my God, nobody's spending any. There's like no craftsmanship. There's no, nobody taking pride in this. They don't yeah, care. for the amount of money that it costs too. Right? Oh, yeah. I, know. You guys, I was so heartbroken. I was like, you know what? Yeah. I had the great one. I'm, an, right. I'm an English teacher. So I just thought it was really cool. But like for him, as yep. it would, 
guy, he's like, this is like a hot mess. I was like, no, it's just <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys have a, did you guys ever uh, recondition the Airstream? Have you done we haven't yet. You know what? They're actually, those are very heavy units and weight is yeah. always a concern on the beach. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So we've never done one yet. You pulled one on the beach. Uh, yeah, I actually had Jimmy Fallon rent one every year. So I had to tow oh, cool. his. Uh, I had to tow his on and off the beach last summer and the next summer. Yeah. Um, and then uh, and then he, he did okay. And then one. he forgot his five hundred dollar fishing pole in the back of my truck, which I offered to give back, oh, nice. but they, they passed on it. So I said, oh, "Great, I'll keep it." Okay. Yeah. Uh, Thank he you. fishes with it. I was like, sell it on eBay, dude. But if we ever do get an Airstream, we had a great idea. So all of our all of our glampers, they're, they're girls, they're girl names. Um, and I wanted to call one uh, Eleanor for like L train um, yeah. and paint it like subway graffiti. So it looks like an old school New York City subway car yep. with spray yep. paint. That'd be super Very cool. cool. So that's the idea. But again, I don't know. Yeah. Lots of ideas, by. not a lot of time. Yeah. So... People rent them by the day, week. What is it? Four day minimum on the beach. A lot of people rent them for a week. They can't really yep. go over a week here on Long Island because to keep things fair, if you rent a spot on the beach for seven days, you have to be off for seven days. You can't come back. Right. So, okay. so generally we have like four or five days is our is our average. But some people go the full seven. Okay, and then yeah. you guys deliver them to the location. And yeah. set them up in any way. I mean, anything that you yeah. guys do it's, to get it. It's prepped. easy man camping. Yeah. yeah, we drop them. We air down. We fill your water tanks. We set up your generator. Um, I stage the inside, like you know, so everything looks pretty. Um, nice. We do the outside with your chairs, your outdoor carpet. We provide the chairs, pit. the carpet, the fire yeah. pit. Nice. You really okay. just like pull up with your yeah. clothes and your food, and you're like, yeah. we camp. That's it. Yeah. Wow. I can imagine what some of these look like at the end of the <laughs> They're week. really cool. Oh, you guys got great ew. pictures online, too. So, oh, yeah. those must be some good horror stories in there. Oh. Yeah. Uh, the Pooh Tower. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it starts like this. Ready? It was a dark, stormy week in Montauk, and five dudes rented a camper to go fishing all week. Uh -huh. Right. Five dudes, yeah. one toilet. No uh, sewer. Yeah. Like just uh, a holding tank. Uh-huh. Right. So uh. I actually I hired one of my buddies, Steve, to go out and pick it up. So and Steve went out and picked up the camper and brought it back. And uh, I just popped my head in real quick because we, we keep a security deposit, you know, just to make sure nothing gets trashed. I popped my head in real quick, looked around, said, okay, everything looks fine. You know, nothing's busted. And yeah. uh, I gave them their security deposit back. Of course, it's all, you know, over the Internet. So, like, I never saw these guys again after I dropped it off. And uh, Rachel went in to clean it a couple days later. And it was, you know, it was definitely a hot summer couple days going on. Mm -hmm. And it smelled really bad. Really bad. Uh, now, if you forget to put the chemical in the toilet, it will smell bad. So yeah. I just thought, oh, okay, maybe we just forgot to put the chemical in. Well, Rachel lifted up the toilet seat and it was filled to the brim. Oh, oh my God. The, the, the lid was stuck to the poo that was coming oh. out. No, no, oh, no, 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 no. no. Like, uh -huh. oh. <laughs> Guys, so they filled they filled the tank and then continued just where it wouldn't flush anymore. Keep then just continued yeah. to fill the bowl. They pooped on top of each other's poop. We all like you're uh, a, like you're a ten foot walk from the woods. Like just go dig a hole, oh, man. Right, right. So, so of course uh, I call I, Steve I, and I'm like, hey Steve, hell <laughs> man, you didn't you didn't empty the the tank? He's yeah. like, of course I emptied the tank. I always empty the tank. Yeah, how, you know I don't just leave. So yeah. I'm like, okay. So I put my portable tank onto it to dump it into the portable and then take it to the cesspool. I pull the handle, nothing comes out. So he did empty the tank, but these guys just made a log jam up the up the tube to the toilet. Ugh, come on. So <laughs> what the so hell? Here I am in there with a of cheese. Oh, I'm in there with a a, a stick. Uh, stick uh, uh, retching, <laughs> just, oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I got it to go down. We get everything cleaned out. It's the grossest thing in the world. It was so gross. The next day, I bring it to um, another client, and they call me like before I even get out of my truck to come home. They're like, "Hey, something's wrong with the toilet. It's clogged." And I'm like, "Oh, oh God! Like what? So did these guys drop something in the toilet too, or they you don't know, clog it up?" So I get out there, and um, it would that was totally client error. They had actually overflowed the toilet. They didn't uh they when they pulled the lever to flush it, they didn't let the lever go all the way back. 
so it overflowed the top of the toilet. So that was their fault. But I, I still have PTSD from that that the log <laughs> jam, the log See, jam of 2019. I got a funny story to tell you. You got a second, Colin? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm not going anywhere. So I lived in Manhattan for 10 years, and my roommate ended up doing production work, um, and he was he was doing film work for. Uh, uh, Black Sabbath, Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, cool. And he got to hang out with... This is right after the drummer had had a heart attack. And um, he finally got back on the road. And it was like just before Ozzy uh, was going to basically... You know, they, I think they retired like last year or something. Well, my roommate, Tom, he got to go out with them for a while like to, to film a few of their shows. And he's telling me Ozzy Osbourne was hysterical. He says because when they first started out, they were, you know, they were touring in a camper. And, you know, and they were, and they were, yeah, and they were up near Montana. And, you know, it's really cold up there during the winter. And I guess the drummer, I guess Ozzy would always just rank on the drummer all the time. He always, always made him do stuff. So anyway, the toilet won't flush because it's frozen. Oh. So they get out on the side of the road. I think it was Giza. I'm not sure which the, which the drummer's name was. I can't remember. So he goes under there and he's... <laughs> He's out of the camper, and he's tapping on it. Oh. And, and Ozzy's like, what, 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 what's going on? What's going on? <laughs> and he, he comes up from underneath. He goes, we have a negative on the shite. He's like, negative on the shite. Okay. <laughs> All right. So they drive through Montana and Utah, and they start coming into warmer weather. And now it's kind of like the frosted. Uh-oh. Right? So he, Ozzy goes, Go back under there and check it, check it, check it. So he goes back under there and he starts tapping it, and the freaking thing unloads on him. Oh. And he says, We have a positive on the shite. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when you empty those tanks, man, you want to make sure that hose is on tight and uh, yeah. you want to be able to stand where you can jump quick out of the way. Right, right. right. Uh, when I pull that lever, man, I'm like a I'm like a high jumper. I jump out of the way no matter what. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah. I guess that is really the worst. Well, for me, that would be like the worst thing that can really happen on a camper is just the waste. Make you just oh, God, sure. Yeah. I mean, it's bad enough with your own, but now we're dealing with other people's. Poop. I mean, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, 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 yeah. Family's yeah. one thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I like campers. I like them a lot. That's interesting to know. Hmm. So, how do people find uh, you guys for the campers? Usually it's word of mouth or they have already seen our campers on the beach. We paint all yeah. of our campers like super funky. It's like you you know ours when you see them. It's yep. the hippie van. It's the one that looks like the Jimmy zebra. Buffett was hanging right. out in it. It's the zebra. Yeah. yeah, they're all really cool. So people see them. They come up and they take a picture of the sign that's on the camper. It's a right. little okay. small the sign. The sign has like the website and the Instagram page. So then I guess they just like. And the slogan, Where, where's your beach house? Yeah, ah, nice. Good. I like that. So then yeah. they'll say, hey, because and, and we like those people because they're already at the beach. So they already know how to drive on the beach. They already yeah. they already can drive on the beach. Yeah. A lot of times we get calls from people and they're just like, hey, I'm uh, I'm from Connecticut. I want to come camp on that beach. I saw the picture of and it's like, all right, well, if you're not a resident, it's a lot harder. It's not impossible, but it's a lot mm-hmm. harder and it involves a lot more work. And then I'll I'll end up spending like 15 minutes explaining what they need to do. And then they'll just be like, that's eh, a lot of work. I'm not going to do it. And I'm like, oh, great. Well, there's like 15 minutes gone now, you know? Right, exactly. Exactly. A four-wheel drive vehicle. And um, I have a a, a BMW convertible. <laughs> and Miata's all-wheel drive. It's like, oh, well, that's not for like, anybody. Oh, yeah. you, not for you, beach camping. Yeah. No, no, no. no it's no, a great no. Marriott out there somewhere. You might yeah. want to <laughs> that's my yeah. camping, so. Can right. you have Depends dogs? Can you have dogs on the camper? Can you have dogs, animals, pets? Not wow. ours, unfortunately. No. No pets for the insurance, and then of course, like you know, allergies. Uh, and everything. Listen, right, listen right, you don't right. have no to tell peace in the camper until they do. Right, yeah. and mm-hmm. it's so funny. But mine's a good dog. Yeah, mine's such oh, a oh, good dog. You do that. I get so furious at the beach, right? So in New York State, probably Connecticut too, we have a leash law. Right? Yep. It has to be on a yep. leash out in public. Oh, a lot of people at the beach don't have their dog on a leash, and I'm the first one to be like, uh, "Excuse me," and they always say that. Oh, but my dog is good. My dog yeah. doesn't bite. Okay, my dog does. So now <laughs> yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. 
I get all I get all ramped up when you know I see dogs in stores and stuff that are not service animals. You know, I'm all fine with the service animal, but when people yeah. bring their dogs now into, you know, I'll be in a bakery and somebody brings a dog in, I'm like, isn't this a health violation or something? Uh, <laughs> when did this become they, normal? And yeah. they're not always well behaved. No, some of these dogs. No, no, no. I got a I got a great dog story for you. A couple of years ago, we were camping before we even had the business. <clears throat> we were camping on the beach, and uh, I see this. Young girl walking with a dog right in front of my camper, and the dog pops a squat and drops a log right in front of my camper. Yeah, yeah. And she keeps walking. So, <laughs> you know, so it's like 12, you know, it's like 12, 12 30 in the afternoon. So, you know, I only have like three beers in me at this point. And uh, I said, Hey, you gonna pick that up? And she's like, Oh, my dad is stuck down there. And she points, and there's a guy who's stuck because people who don't follow directions get stuck on the beach. If you don't let the air out of your tires, you get stuck. Yeah. Uh, She's he's down there. He's stuck. Uh, he told me to just bring the dog to the camper. So I said, all right, well, you know, you got to have bags with you. You got to pick up the poo. You can't, you know, just leave it there. So I had a shovel with me at the time. And right about the time I said that last line, I make the connection. She's one of my students. Oh, no. So listen, when you see someone, when, uh, whenever I see a student outside of work or I see another teacher outside of work, unless I know them really well, I know I know them, but it, I don't make the connection. Sure. So, and she didn't either, because again, you see a teacher outside of school, you know, you don't make the connection because like the teacher no lives at school; they don't go anywhere. Right. 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 So, right. I think we both made the connection at the same time, and I said, yeah. uh, oh. "All right, are we, on the, are we on the? You know, I was, are we on the same page, Sally?" And she's yeah. like, "Yes, Mr. Kench," and, and walked away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I said, "This one's on me." So I picked it up with my shovel and put it in a bag. Nice, <laughs> nice. Uh. <laughs> oh That's God. great. Yeah. Um, so the website address is just so people can find you guys. Oh, it's at liglampers.com. Okay, perfect. Oh, liglampers.com is pretty easy. And then Instagram is just at liglampers. Same thing. Okay. Glamorous camper, right? Glamper. It, right. It basically, you you only do like New York. You only do like in the Hamptons. Or will you go all, all over the we state? We go all over Long Island. We have a few in Nassau yeah. County. We know. don't go off island, though. It's so much okay. wear and tear to get over the bridges. And sure. Absolutely. No I way. Get it. That and heaven cool. forbid if you ever had a problem with the camper and I'm six hours away, like what am I going to do I for it? I was just going to say, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, make, yeah, makes a point. That's a very good. Point. We actually we don't even service Montauk anymore, which is all the way at the end of Long Island because oh, again, like, God, like yeah. a, that can be a three-hour trip from where we live, depending on traffic. It's and, only like forty-five miles, but yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. Traffic. Hamptons traffic. You got to go through every Hampton to get there, and we just say right. like, you can't maintain the level of service if you're out there and you have a problem. Like yeah. I don't want you to have a problem. Anywhere else, right. I can come fix it for you, but I can't help you if you're out there. Um, are you working on any new ones now? You got any other ones going on? We're finishing up Satine right yeah. now. Our Satine's Paris almost one. done. She's the Moulin Rouge. We're actually putting, um, I don't want to say a real windmill, but the exterior hat, it's red, and then it's um, blacked out in a windmill, and we've got the big paddles on it that are going to spin oh, cool. when we drive. I don't know how oh, that's Oh, wow. No, no, I got to take it off when we drive. It's not going to spin when we drive. There's <laughs> a lawsuit oh, well. waiting to happen. Yeah. Right. Anyway, it's very cool. It's going to have some type of a spinny thing on yes. the exterior. And Excellent. she's going out on Saturday for her first trip. So we've got oh, like cool. two or three more days to get yeah. her done. But she's right. almost done. It's crunch time. I can't nice. wait. I can't wait till you guys do mushrooms and then decide to do a camper. <laughs> I can imagine what's going to happen. You know, it's it's funny like... you say that. When we invented the hippie one, Groovy Susie, that was our oh, joke. Like, everyone who rents it gets two hits of acid. Like, acid comes with a camper. But... I said, you get four hits, but only two of them are real. You got to figure it out. It's <laughs> uh, a placebo. Oh, my God. That's a... uh, so, so where does the passion for camping come from? You guys yeah. both uh, have that for throughout well, your lives or really what? For... I camped very little growing up. Okay. I, I grew up beach camping. But I grew up here on Long Island, and I grew up with my family beach camping. Yep. So I feel like okay. when we started dating, that was like, this is a fun thing to do. Let's go drive on the beach. And the yep. first time we ever did it, he was like, what do you mean drive on the beach? You're going to get stuck. <laughs> and I was like, no, no, no. Like, you air your tires down. Like, it's legit. It's good. Yeah. And then I think we're just hooked. Yeah. Well, I'd... Uh... Yeah. I, I had 11 years in the army, so all my camping was like bad memories. Like the last thing I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wanted to do was camp somewhere. Right. But then when I realized that you could have like a toilet and a microwave, there's like something magical about that when yeah. you camp. So I yeah. said, hey, yeah. I could probably do this. So then yeah. uh, being teachers, we would just go camp all the time. And then we'd started renting our house out on Airbnb all summer. And then we would nice. live in the camper and just travel from beach to beach and be total bums. Which was awesome. Yeah. And then yeah. we started hitting the road. So we've done 48 states in the camper wow. with kids. We just haven't done Alaska, obviously, and Hawaii, which I don't think we can get a camper to Hawaii. So not yet. Yeah, I was gonna say that one's gonna be tough. 
That'll be an airplane trip. But that yeah. was cool. It was cool to be able to do that with the kids and have those experiences. Now they're teenagers. Absolutely. They want nothing to do with us. So yeah. right. camping Sorry. is like for, it's forced family time. Like there's no escape. Like when you're camping with your family, you got them. They can't go anywhere. Right. They might be right. at their right. phone, but at least they're there in the area. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, do you do a lot of celebrities? Because you mentioned Jimmy Fallon before. Do you have other celebrities that come in and want to rent from you, like Steven Seagal? Would he ever we, rent from you? Oh, I would like that, <laughs> but no. No, no, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. We've had, um, <laughs> we've had some, some that have contacted us, but ironically, they uh, they wanted Airstreams. Oh, <laughs> really? Wow. Had one too, so had one, yeah. I think yeah. that's why they wanted them. And I said, well, that, that's not our camper. I was just his, like, his mule for the day, you know, like yeah. I, that's not ours. You know who we had though this season that was pretty cool. And like, I didn't know who she was, but then like I looked her up. Um, very, very sweet woman. Her name is Nicole Raviv and she's the singer for the um, New York Islanders. She oh, sings cool. the, the national and Canadian anthems at all of their games. So she was oh, like, cool. she's like kind of a famous person. If you right. look her up, she's yeah. got yeah, yeah, yeah. a recording contract and I mean, an amazing voice. And they were really sweet. Yeah, so I they felt were, like she was and like, clean. They were so clean. Oh my god, they were so yeah, clean. nice. Love nice. yeah. you, Nicole. But we have had a couple of local uh, newscasters here go on. Um, oh yeah. Cool. So like, uh, I don't want to say their names, but two, a couple yeah. of the ones from News Twelve have uh, have have camped with us. Which nice. is really neat. Yeah. Cool. And if Steven Seagal calls, you're you're booked up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't take Steven yeah. Seagal. No. Don't oh, take okay, Steven. No? Seagal. No, 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 I've no. got stories. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah, he's no, worked I, with Steven Seagal. I have, yes. Yeah. <clears throat> Anywho, so as if you're not busy enough with the glampers and teaching and parenting and everything else, you guys have another little project you're working on. Tell us about that. Yeah, this is our 10,000 square foot project. Um, yeah. Is that well, how big that is? What? 10,000, yeah. There's actually is a ballroom on the third floor. Is a ballroom on the third floor? Did you guys know that? I did I not. That's the thing. Well, yeah, yeah. I did see your post uh, on one of them that said, you know, a, a ballroom on the third floor was actually common, right? That was a thing back in the day. I have no idea why. Who's going to walk up all those stairs to get to a ball in a restaurant? Okay, so we get we got to bring Jimmy up to speed here. So, yeah. what what is it that you guys have, and where is it? And okay, give us so a little bit I, of brief history of the of the building and the land yeah, and everything. Oh, this is really cool. I really cool. I grew up in Ogdensburg, New York, which is all the way up on the Canadian border. Um, literally like right, you can see Canada from the third floor of our yes, the house that we bought. <laughs> and we would go up there every two years about um, to visit the family. Uh, but again, going up there is like going back in time. Like they, they, I, listen, I love my Augsburg people, but like Z Cavaricis haven't hit there yet, but they're on their way. Um, it's, nice. MTV is still playing action music videos up there. They got the other stuff. Uh, I, I get it. Uh, I get so, it. Yep. It's like a wormhole. It's like you go through right. a wormhole when you get there. So whenever we would go up to visit, my kids or Rachel would be like, oh, great. We're going back to 1982 for a week. And I'm like, oh, family. We're going to go see family. Come on. We're gonna time. So we would go up and we would go ice fishing. We'd go up in the winter all the time and go ice oh, fishing. Just so fun, by the so, way, ice fishing. Uh, ice, no. ice drinking, more yeah. or less. Um, yeah. So fun. So no one ever wanted to go up. And then the last year or whatever it was a year and a half ago when we went up, we were drive. we used to stay at this little B and B and we were driving down the road and Rachel saw this house and she said, Hey, you stop, stop. I got to look at this house. Like what, what's the story with this house? Now this house I've probably driven by a thousand times in my life. I didn't even know it was there. It's a 10,000 square foot high Gothic Victorian mansion. It's, it's made out of stone. It's got a Mansard style roof. It, it's, it's beautiful. It's, it's all a marble. huge, huge, you know, it's monstrosity. Amazing. It was, you know, the roof was falling apart. It was, it was real. It needed, it needed help. I thought it was abandoned. I said to him, I'm going to live yeah. there. He said, you would live here. You would live in Ogdensburg. I said, if I can live in that house, I'll live here. So once she said she would retire up there, if we could live in that house, I got yeah. on the magic of Facebook and I actually found who owned the house. Wow. And six months later, we owned it. Wow. Wow. Yeah, because I think he now, was tired of the ghosts and the bats, and he just wanted to get out. And I was like, "Yeah, so yeah, yeah, we're definitely gonna get into that too, because I want to. I definitely want to so know more it, about it that." So it started out um, as a rectory. Yep. It was, it, there yep. was a Catholic. Uh, there was a the cathedral. The was cathedral right next was door. next door. So Ogdensburg is the diocese for St. Lawrence County. It, it's the you know the big the center of you know the Catholic Church up there. So it was a rectory. Yep. It was built in 1884. The cathedral was built in I think 1872. And the rector and the other priests would just like live with family and friends in town. They didn't like have money, I guess, to build a rectory. But then the church really grew. It got big. The membership got big. The money, I guess, got big. And then they finally built this house. 
the priest lived there for 76 years, um, but the cathedral burned down in 1947 and the house was spared. We have some great pictures of the, our house and then like the cathedral just burning behind it. Um, oh, wow. So they didn't rebuild on that same land because they actually knew they needed a bigger church anyway. So they moved the um, St. Mary's Cathedral to a different part of town and then they eventually built a new rectory. Mm -hmm. So after the priests moved out, the nuns moved in and it was a convent for I think another 60 years something like that from yeah. 1960 wow. until my math is so bad until 20 no 2005 yeah I think um and then there were two other families that lived in it each for seven years so let's hope we last longer than that um yeah. and then us so yeah and, and there's you guys. a lot of history there haunted oh it's oh, totally haunted Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. We even saged it and did you know the the vinegar yeah. salt scrub on all the floors and yeah. Yeah. We had Father, Father Morgan came and blessed it and we showed him a picture of our ghost because we have like a legit really good yep. picture of the ghost. Yeah. Yep. And he said right away he's like oh he's like that's Bishop Conroy he's like that's the yeah. guy in the house that's totally him yeah. and I was like oh. I didn't know if a priest would like admit that there's ghosts because right. I'm like, yeah poor Bishop Conroy spent his whole life doing the right thing and woke up back in the house that he lived in his whole life like. <laughs> Is this heaven? Like, yeah. So if I can help you with this a little bit, because I've had I've had instances where I've worked on houses that were haunted. Okay. And um, I had to reach out to some people who were experts in the field. Yeah. So if you start to get, if when you start doing renovations on this home and you're inside, you're doing it, even though you've saged and you've done all these wonderful things, you need to speak to them and let them know that you're improving it, you're making it better, just yeah. like the way they had it. And believe it or not, it sounds a little quirky, but they listen and a lot of the activity will go down. Your tools won't be missing. You know, things will work. Where before I had a bunch of contractors working on a place and they were they were working on the place and tools stopped working, TVs were going on and off, and the guys wouldn't go back in the building. <laughs> I literally had to go in there and talk to the freaking ghosts and say, Hey, look, we're just no, trying to improve it, make I it better. Right. We had a night but, where I talked to them. Once, the lights were flickering. And then I talked to him again. The, so the first night, the, the light was flickering outside. And my nephew was there doing a lot. Of, he's a plumber, electrician, doing the work. And uh, he said, hey, there's your ghost. So I looked out and I saw the light flash. And I said, well, it's probably just a loose bulb. So I went out and I tried to tighten it. And no, it was tight. And I said, hey, uh, listen, we're here. We're doing the right thing for you. We're going to, this without us, this house is going to fall down. Because the roof was leaking. The chimneys are leaking. The chimneys are collapsing. It's not going anywhere but down. I said, you know, we're here to do the right thing. We're going to take care of it. It's going to be great. We're going to bring it back to its glory. And instantly the light stopped flashing, right? It was so weird. So then we go wow. back inside. And then like two nights later, see, that's why I think we have lots of ghosts. I think I just appeased that guy. Yeah, no, we yeah. have so many. So and a couple yeah. nights later, we had... I was salting the floors. There was so much weird stuff going on in the house. Weird bangs and taps. and Voices. Voices and... It was the strangest yep. thing in the world. And my yep. son was really freaked out. And sure. I went up to the room where the ghost picture is. And I had a discussion with the ghost then too, but uh, it w didn't probably go the way yours went. Mine, mine was more like, <laughs> hey, listen, I already told you, we're here to <laughs> oh. fix the house. <laughs> if you hurt anyone in my family, I'm going to burn it to the ground and oh, I will Jesus. pee on the ashes. <laughs> so I, I was like, no, so Rachel's, Rachel's like, you can't engage them. That gives them power. I was like, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. But you know what? Now we got a new roof on. We got new soffits. We got new fascia. Yeah. I got a mason there right now doing the chimneys as we speak. So now if they don't realize we're there for the good, we're the good guys finally, then yeah. I don't know yeah. what. And listen, yeah. I can deal with the ghosts. It's the bats. The bats are the most. Have you oh, ever lived God. in a house with bats? Yeah, yeah, but you gotta wait till after August once that once they've been breeding and they've had their babies because they're protected, and then they'll you know they'll, you can get them out. There's a there's a tr there's not a trap, but there's a when you find out where they're going out, uh, the exterminator puts a funnel in or, or a trap. Yeah, yeah one way one. one way valve. One way out. They yeah. go out. They can't get back in. Yeah. 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 Well, it, the problem we had the soffits were wide open, so these things, God knows where they were oh, coming yeah. and are going. They had their so choice. Wasted. They had so right. many yeah, books yeah, yeah. to come in. Yep. Um, yep. So now that the roof is done, the, the fascia is done, with the masons getting all these cracks filled in. Um, yeah, the repointing is yeah. huge. It'll, hopefully that'll keep us without yeah. bats for now. But the, we, yep. There are spaces in between. So the house is all made out of marble, right? And there are spaces in between Giant the marble, blocks of marble that he can put like I get my whole his arm whole arm it. in there. 
So wow. the bats are just going in there and getting super warm. And then, of course, on the second floor, a lot of the molding and plaster is crumbling. And they're just they're just coming in. Yeah. The last night we were up there, we, we actually have a room. Na we name everything. We name our cars. We name our campers. So we, <laughs> our kids. we name our rooms. Well, good, so good, we have, good. Yeah. So the dining room <laughs> is in the dining room. It's name called your the ghost. Cave. Now you got to name your ghost. Name your ghost. Gaspa, <laughs> Gaspa, <laughs> woo woo, whatever. <laughs> So the bat cave is the dining room now, and it has a, an art uh -huh. hanging on the wall, which is a fishing net, which the man who sold us the house left it. And when I looked at the house, I thought, I didn't see any fishing gear. It's so weird he just left this net behind. I was like, he doesn't yeah. look like a fisherman, but and, okay. And no, that net is there to catch the bats, which we wow. figured out quickly. Um, yeah. But we would no. catch them. We would just throw them out the window. Well, stupid me, like they're gonna come right back in wherever they came in the first place. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. So, be so nice to the bats. We're right. like, so oh. the, the second to last night, we were up there. This last, the last time we were there, I guess. That's horrible. Um, usually we sleep with the bedroom door closed because you know waking up with a bat fluttering over your head is just freaky. Yeah, um, and because we had been exposed to them in New York State, if you wake up and there's a bat in your room, you have to be treated as if you or got rabies. exposed to rabies. I so, think Connecticut too. So, I think Connecticut, yes, Massachusetts. I think correct. Yep. All four yep, of us had to go in for the rabies shots. The rabies, oh. which for me day one was fourteen shots because it goes by weight. So <laughs> I had to get fourteen <laughs> shots in different parts of my anatomy to to get covered for this. Um, wow. Meanwhile, you know, Rachel got like two. Uh, yeah. I was gonna say, she got two. Yeah. You better like, say two. You better say two. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So. The, the one, last night we're up there, the roof guys just finished. They all left. We're sleeping and the dog's acting a little weird. So I'm like, ah, oh, maybe he's got to go out. Right. Which, I, he, I which he doesn't have to do at night ever. So I'm like, all right. Five years old. He's getting old, okay. you know, prostate. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> so I go to bring him out. And Did you just say just, prostate? Yeah. 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 Have those, right? I don't, I don't know. know. I think they have two. I don't two. know. Yeah. <laughs> Check it out. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so. I go to bring him out, and before I even get to the door, Rachel's screaming in the bedroom. Oh, it was horrible. So by this point, I realize it's, it's probably a bat. Ugh. So I go in, and there's three bats fluttering around, you know? And if you've never seen a bat, folks, like, they don't, they're not a graceful, like, swooping thing. They're just, like, a fast, fluttering, freaky-looking monstrosity. Yeah. And uh, They're so gross. They end up flying into the in kitchen. So I'm there trying to get the dog to go out. I get my net, and I scoop one of them. And put them in a spackle bucket and threw that outside. There you and, go. Um, it's, it, but then I freed him because it's illegal to kill him, I think. So uh, so I definitely yeah, didn't is. leave him in the bucket. No, um, he did not stay in the bucket. <laughs> yeah. So then I catch, <laughs> I catch the other one and I, you know, escort him to a new place to live. Yeah. And then when I... The next life. When I go to catch the third Baby one, Jesus. I, yeah. hit the, I hit the light fixture in the kitchen and smashed one of the globes. Oh. So now it's me in my underwear... With, you know, smashed glass all over the floor. The dog doesn't know yeah. what to do. He's freaking out. We've got, like, this big, scary pit bull. He's barking like crazy, and I'm screaming. I said to Hal, thank God our neighbors know us, because they would probably right. call 911 that there's a major domestic going on right now. <laughs> yeah. The dog, the glass breaking, like, oh, oh my God, I finally get the third yeah. bat, and I'm like, hey, where, where's Huck? Huckleberry, the dog. <laughs> so we look all through the house. Huck's gone. Nowhere gone. to be found. He's in a stranger in a strange land, right? He doesn't know Ogdensburg. He doesn't know the neighborhood. He's a Long so, Island yeah, dog. He's a city dog. Right. So I spent, I spent two hours driving around looking for this silly dog. Not me. I went back to bed. <laughs> and then I finally I'm like, all right, I guess I got to go to bed. Now it's like 5 o'clock in the morning. Ugh. And uh, through the magic of Facebook, the next day, like 20 people are out there looking for my poor dog. And uh, uh, the mailman's like, hey, my sister stops the mailman and shows him a picture. And he's like, hey, I saw that dog at 903 Pickering, you know, earlier this morning. So mm -hmm. sure enough, that's where he was. We ended up wow. finding the dog. All so, because good. of bats. Yeah. All yeah. because of bats. Damn. Damn. Who would have thought? Hey, now save the bat guano. If it's anywhere, like in the attic and stuff, and you yeah. can sprinkle it on your lawn. It makes your lawn really, really green. Really? Uh, you know that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very. Oh, high but if your lawn's green, then it'll grow, right? I'm going for dead lawn. No, no mowing. <laughs> no, really? You want a dead lawn? Right. There you go. All right. Well, yeah. It'll green up in the fall. Right. It snows up there 12 months out of the year anyway. It doesn't <laughs> yeah. All right. Have a stone lawn then. <laughs> there you go. Oh man. All right. Well, what do you That's think? It? You think we learned everything? I think so. Yeah. I got a bad story. Yes, oh, I know you did. Hear it. Well, I talk about the barn. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, tell him. All right, quickly. My my, uh, my friend up in Stony Point, New York, 
had uh, a barn that they've turned into a theater covered with bats. He heard the story. If you have, if you get the bats out, save the bat guano and put it on your lawn, sprinkle it on your lawn. You'll have the greenest lawn. Well, he found all the guano. He took it and he spread it all over his lawn. And sure enough, he had the most beautiful lawn in the town. The problem was all the bats were sticking to his windows of his house because the, the, the male hormones in there and the female hormones in the, in the guano. So all they're trying to mate and they're just, they're just stuck on his house. All oh. the bats. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. He had but too much guano on his lawn. Huh? <laughs> Why did you tell us to do that, Ben? <laughs> I said sprinkle. Did you hear? I didn't say he dumped it. Yeah. He dumped it. Sprinkle. Sprinkle. Oh, okay. A little goes a long way. Yeah. When yeah. you have an ice cream cone, you sprinkle sprinkles, right? <laughs> sprinkle them on that. Don't okay. dump the whole bucket of sprinkles on your ice cream cone. Gotcha. Right. That don't work. <laughs> a little definitely goes a long way. That's right. right. Exactly. Sprinkle. Let the record state. Jimmy oh, said sprinkle. My life. You, there you go. Yes. Right. <laughs> well, that was interesting. So Absolutely. You, a, you had a ballroom. You also have a ballroom up top at the rectory. Is that what you have? We do. We do. Float- yeah. is, is it a floating ballroom on wheels? Uh-huh. Oh no, it's not like a ball pit, which would be okay. Cool, but no, we also found pocket doors hidden inside the sheetrock, perfectly oh, intact, yeah. gorgeous, huh. like four foot by nine foot pocket doors. Well, wow. I was shocked they didn't remove them. If you're gonna sheetrock over me, you think they would remove them? They like left them there. Them all the hardware, yeah, right? Amazing. No, no kidding. I almost cried crazy. when we found them. We were. It was like. It was like finding hidden treasure. It was amazing. You know, my my brother-in-law, who is like really into old houses, he looked at the molding and he said, hey, I bet you there's pocket doors there because look at the molding doesn't match up in that section. So I said, all right, well, had a couple drinks, right? So I took a hammer out and bashed a hole in the wall and they were there. They were so there. So the next wow. day, you know, of course, we had a bunch of other stuff we we're supposed to be doing. So instead, we spent like three days cutting out all the sheetrock and everything no, else they put in there. Was and- like- that trimming was the them out amazing. oh my god yeah sure oh, yeah, yeah. Gorgeous. yeah good thing nice. they weren't they were empty and the nuns weren't in there because that would have been your problem <laughs> right. oh but right. we did find a secret room did you guys hear about the secret room no no tell us. No, no 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 tell That's us disturbing so um there there's an extension on the house that was probably added maybe around the turn of the century and um well, you know 1900 the last century and above it there are two dormer windows so i was always like there's got to be a room up there but everyone else said, no, it's probably a crawl space. Um, there's no way to get into it from the house, though. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, who would make a crawl space and cut holes in all this marble to make windows that you could open and close? And we bashed mm-hmm. holes in the wall in the in the, um, in the, room in the next plaster to it, next yeah. to it to see if yep. maybe there's a doorway. And there was so, nothing. So now I just have like 12 holes I have to fix and no doorway. <laughs> yep. Anyway. So anyway, so I was convinced there was a room, but we really didn't know. And when we had the roof done in June, we had the big lifts, right? The guys had like these big, you know, yeah. big lifts to get up to the top of the tower and all that. And so one night we said, you know, let's get in the lift and we'll go yeah. like peek in the window. And it's yeah. a full on room. It's got furniture in it. Wow. It's, like, it's like a 12 yeah. by 12 room. It's got a staircase that you can see. Well, the stairs are gone now, right? So they, they yep. ripped away the stairs. And they put a drop ceiling below it in the room below. So you can't the- see oh. the stairs there ever. Yeah, so we don't know what it was for. We didn't actually open the window and go into it. The window does open because it's like kind of rotted, you know? Um, yeah. But I didn't feel right going into it. It felt like creepy and weird. Um, but there's clo- like a piece of clothing in there. There's a dresser. I mean, it's very dilapidated. Wow. It's all kind of caving in. Um, yep. But then we had a bunch of people, like the other old house people that we're friends with on social media. Yep. One of them said it could be what was called a disappointment room. Hmm. Which this was in the old days. If you had like a child who who was disabled, you would okay. put them in like a disappointment room. Like they would be oh. kind of like, how sad, right? Yeah, right. Um, someone else told us that it could have been, which is sort of apropos for COVID times, um, almost like a quarantine room. Mm-hmm. That if somebody had passed in there from some you know contagious illness, that sometimes yeah. they just wall off houses in Victorian times. Like that's what they did. Like I wow. guess they didn't have like. Bleed, I don't know. Um, they just shut the whole room off. Like someone died in here, close it off. So we don't know why it was ever closed off. And yeah. we're going to reopen it and or, we're going to put the staircase back and like do something fun nice. with it. But how yeah. cool, right? Or the nun maternity. Right. Oh, that was the other. So one of the doors yeah. that's yeah. is it's got this little like, it almost looks like you would slide food under it to somebody. I was like, oh my God, is this uh, pregnant mothers that they put up there like to shame them? And like this was. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I have. 
A lot of dark stuff, but you know what? We're going to do something super positive with the house. We got some community yeah, yeah. stuff we're planning. We've already, uh, we're going to do a, they used to do a big feast there. I forget what the name of it is. Not San Gennaro, because uh, that's not No, us, but, they did a, um, a, Saint, what, a but, feast for Mary, but we're right. going to do, we named the house Claire House after St. Claire. But so we're going to bring it back. We said, listen, we'll host it. We'll we'll run the big feast for the we're church. Raise money. They have a big meth problem up there, so I feel like maybe we do an outreach at the house where we help, like, mothers with children who are maybe trying to get sober or. Nice. Yeah. We'll turn it please, into good. Please invite good. us because we'll come. Yeah, oh, invite us. You guys yeah. can do whatever you want. If you're brave with bats, just go for it. No bats, by the Yeah. Um, I, I have a movie for you guys to see. Okay. It relates to, it's called, it's Karen Black. She's in it. Is it Burned Out Franks? You bet your ass it is. All right. So, so, so when we first saw the house and I said to him, we have to have that house. He's like, you're nuts. We literally, we drove halfway home. We stopped yep. at like Lake, stopped at Lake George, Lake George, sorry, Lake George. Mm -hmm. And, um, I made everybody, we all got in bed and we watched, we watched burnt offerings on like, no, you did not. Yes, we did. <laughs> did not. I feel like mommy's been possessed by this house and like, I have to have it at all costs. It was, oh my yeah. God. Wow. I have to tell you a really funny story when I was in college. And I lived on the in the dorm that I lived with. I lived in. I lived on the floor with all the football players. And I wasn't playing football, but you know, I was in the theater department. And nice. there was a couple of the guys. And the kid who lived across the, <laughs> across the room from me. He was this little skinny, short little Jew kid, right? A little <laughs> Jewish kid. And all of a sudden, I hear in the room, ah! "Oh my God!" Ah! I hear, I hear all these big guys screaming, right? And I open the door, and that movie is on, Burnt Offerings. <laughs> and so the scary. Little, I, the kid's name was Ira, and he's in the corner, and he's getting pressed up in the corner by a linebacker who's watching the TV, <laughs> and he's pushing this kid into the corner, <laughs> screaming at the TV because it's at the end scene. Oh, where, you know, so when scary. He, all oh, the stone goes upstairs. I yeah, the guys are and Ira. <laughs> All you can see is like the side of Ira's face, his eyes, and he's panicked because he just wants to breathe. Oh my god, it was hilarious. These big football guys that could just tear your head off. Yeah. Well, like little like <laughs> Well, you know with that whole movie. I love, I, mean, I love that you said that because that's the movie I thought of the minute I saw that house. Yeah. I was like, I'm like that. I think we went woman. to like a red box and got it or Amazon. Yeah. yeah. We watched it that night. But we watched it that night. My boys, you know, they watched like modern movies right so they were both kind of like no i said guys it's a slow burn stay awake you're gonna and then they loved it but it's it yeah, takes really a while like the exposition you know um but then they were so into it and they were like this is like the, the scary chauffeur guy with the big teeth yeah yeah oh god i hate that guy you know, i'm thinking out. okay so the dad gives the kid a bloody nose in the pool and now he's got new shingles like i might make that deal <laughs> <laughs> right right you know what my favorite shot is my favorite camera shot in the whole film it's at the very end it's when Oliver Stone goes up the stairs and he's freaking out because he knows something's wrong. And they do a far shot over her uh, from the camera angle is her hand is on the armchair. Yeah. And he's in the back and it's out of focus. Her hand is out of focus a little bit. And he asks about where his wife is and the the hand just oh I got goosebumps now. Her hand clinches up on the on the handrail of, on the chair. And I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a great. Oh, movie. I gotta see that movie again now. It's no, a great movie, no. but like 500 times, you're like, all right, I would just leave now. Now it's time go to go. Right. Well, yeah. They're white. That's why they stay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shingles. I mean, I don't know. I'm just yeah. saying. <laughs> my house. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh my nice. god. Nice. What a great. That that's so great. Well, I have <laughs> I to see. That. We're we're like to see I love yeah. that you do that movie. Yeah, so we're working, and we also working on a show now. We're we're in pre-production called "It's Behind the Studs on the Road." So we're doing stuff where we're now we're looking at we look at homes, we do this, we do that, and if if you're still into the renovation and you're coming up upon other things, we'd just love to come in and see that, get the history. Of it we're, we're on like a five-year plan, we're on so five we got some time. Plan. Yeah. Right? That's fine. We only have about six rooms livable right now, and I think we have thirty-eight total to do. So uh, we've wow. been a long time going. Yeah, yeah, but it'd be cool. Yeah, we'd, it'd be cool. We'd to come see up it. now. Yeah. We'd come up no, now. I love we'd talk that. That'd be amazing. Yeah, yeah that'd, that'd be, be so much fun. Yeah, cool. yeah. All right, let's do that. I think we're gonna offerings. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I think we're gonna have to and take mushrooms. Take mushrooms. Right, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Stay overnight doing mushrooms, watching yeah. bird offerings. 
Dude, you would find me like naked somewhere on top of the roof Jeez. going, I need no shingles up here. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Yeah. Oh, it was great talking to you. Yeah, guys. really awesome. nice having you guys on the show. I hope yeah, you enjoyed you it. Thanks for having us. This is so much fun. This was so much Absolutely. fun. This is the most socialization we've done since COVID. So, yeah. Right. So there you go. Yeah. Well, join us anytime, really. <laughs> so we have Rachel and Hal Kench. Thank you very much. Yep. LI Glampers. And yeah. uh, keep an eye on that rectory over there and see what's going on over there. See how many more uh, ghosts we can find. Yeah. Yeesh. Oh. <laughs> okay. Guys, thanks a lot. We really appreciate thanks it, Jimmy. Thanks so Thank much. You. Stay well. Yes, you too, Jimmy. I'll see you next week, man. Absolutely. All right, see you. Bye. 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 Bye.